This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Hi, welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm. Today we're focusing on the advantages and disadvantages of heavenly manure and more spring tasks. At the Nelson Farmers Market, with the arrival of spring, new produce is arriving at the market. Good Harvest have joined the market and they have an incredible range of vibrant microgreens, salad mixes, radish and turnips, with more produce coming online in the next few weeks. Tasty has fresh new seasoned carrots and asparagus. Brookfield Free Range Eggs has a great supply of duck and hen eggs. Duck eggs are wonderful for baking and add a richness and depth to any dish. Well, I'm loving the spring weather. It's been quite changeable. It's what I call a true spring, with fluctuations in temperature and some lovely fine weather, plus a little bit of windy weather. It's particularly over in Marlborough, I think, and also Golden Bay, and also a lovely, just a little bit of rain, which has just been fantastic. October is predicted to be wetter than normal in all our districts, and for us, I truly hope so. I know quite a few regions have had a lot more rain than we have here, in our particular part of Tasman. The week before last, was it last week or the week before last, we had... For the first time all year, we had 70 mils in one go, which just made me so happy. And then the next day, we got another 22 mils, so that was just fabulous. It has made the ground a little bit boggy in places, but we really do need this rain now. I think it's quite good if we get a fairly wet spring, because it gives us a good lead into summer. And my garden in particular is really enjoying this weather, because my, my, mine's a true spring garden. Everything is just flourishing and just growing like topsy and, and flowering really beautifully. So that makes me incredibly happy. It has been said that happiness for a gardener is a trailer load of manure or compost. This is definitely true for me. I now have a lovely pile of fresh sheep manure from sheep and lambs in our paddock, and I'll age it a few months before I use it. I think I mentioned in my last show that I'd been going round, round the paddock with a wheelbarrow, or rather with a bucket, collecting this lovely fresh sheep manure. And there is just nothing like it. It's just fantastic to be able to do that. And yesterday I went through the paddock just to check whether I needed to put anything on my plant stand. And I noticed these sort of clumps of wool everywhere because these are beautiful sheep. I think they're Wiltshire. They're the type of sheep that don't need shearing, so they just, they just self-shear. And so I started collecting up the sheep's wool. Now, I don't knit and I don't spin, so I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with it, but I couldn't help myself. And I just got a lovely big handful, and by the time I got back up to the house, my hand was really warm from holding onto this beautiful wool. It was just, it's just lovely. It's so lovely to be able to do that. The main thing to ensure is that the manure is, isn't used, whoops, I just realised I sounded like a Southlander then, I just said manure. <laughs> I was brought up, sorry, I was born in Invercargill and I lived in Southland for 20 years and I still wish I lived there. Mind you, if I lived there, I wouldn't be doing this show, would I? So, no. And the only words that I say as a true Southlander are were, weren't, and go. So were, weren't, and gore. And so now I've, I can add another one now, manure. 
<laughs> my mum and dad would absolutely love that. So the main thing to ensure, as I was about to say, is that you don't use your manure fresh. It's really important. If you have access, perhaps you see on the side of the road bags of horse manure for sale. Then by all means, grab them, take them home, but leave them sitting somewhere. I tend to put mine under a tree so they're sheltered from any rain and just against the trunk and just leave them there for a few months. This is really important because you don't want to be putting hot, in inverted commas, manure around your garden straight away because it can burn, particularly if it comes into contact with the stems or the foliage of any of your plants. Sheep manure isn't quite as hot as horse and chicken. Chicken manure in particular is probably the hottest in terms of the damage it can do if you put it on when it's fresh. If you have access to fresh chicken manure, it's a great idea to, to just gradually add it to your compost, maybe collect it every few days from your chicken house and add that to your compost along with lots of other goodness. Or if you just want to pile it up, just pile it in a pile, same with your horse manure or your sheep manure or even cow manure, and just cover it with a tarpaulin, but still need a little bit of air through. Well, the tarpaulin will let a certain amount of air through anyway. And with your chicken, I'd leave it for at least a year. It sounds like a long time, but it's necessary. With horse and cow, probably six, six to eight months. It's not, and sheep manure, sheep manure, I'll probably start using mine after six months. I swear by sheep manure pellets. I just, I just love them. I just think they're fantastic and they're a lot easier to use. But I'll tell you a bit more about that later. We all love the idea of having our cake and eat it too. Hmm, I know that sounds a bit funny talking about cake with manure. No. <laughs> the one thing you really can never totally escape are weeds. This is particularly true if you're using horse manure that you've collected yourself or that you've got in bags from somewhere or cow manure. Chicken manure, not so much. I, I don't really, I've never noticed that I get a lot of weeds from that. Not, not when it's aged. But definitely with things like horse and cow, you are going to end up with grass. There's going to be some grass in there and whatever else they've been eating. So I always think the benefits of the compost or the, or the manure far outweigh the weeds. The one thing I will say is if you buy compost from anywhere... Now, generally compost is a mixture of, of nutrients and other things. For instance, fish compost has got fish meal and, and other bits and pieces in it as well. And that is also mixed with screened topsoil. Now, even though the topsoil is screened really well, this, this applies even if you buy lawn topsoil, which is just screened topsoil, you can't guarantee that you're not going to get any weeds in it. You just have to really bite the bullet and be willing to accept the fact you are going to get a few. Having said that, you don't want things like convolvulus or oxalis appearing from your compost, any, any compost that you've bought in. If that does happen, don't hesitate to contact the people you bought it from. They, they, will, they will want to know so that they can do something about it. Sometimes what can happen is, say you went in and it was the last of, of a pile of compost. When, the, when they picked it up in the bucket of, of, the, of the digger or the loader, you never know, they might have just scraped the ground slightly where there was a convolvulus root. Now, they wouldn't even have known that that convolvulus root was there. So it's a, it is a really good idea to let them know. But perhaps just don't give them a totally hard time about the fact that that was in the compost because sometimes it's out of their control. They, they just didn't know it was there. But it is important to tell them, definitely. So as I was saying, to my mind, you can't have wonderful nutrients and soil conditioners without paying the price. 
My last lot of sheet manure pellets that, that I, I got, they're actually called landscape pellets and they're slightly different from traditional sheet manure pellets. They have a mixture of, I think it's sheep manure, horse manure, yeah, sheep, horse, blood and bone, seaweed, and there's also something else in there that slips my mind, plus an organic sort of sponge, type of sponge, which actually helps to hold moisture. Now, these are brilliant. I'm finding that they're actually taking longer to break down than the sheep manure pellets. I have noticed that I have had a little bit more of a actually really lovely grass come up. That sounds terrible. But it's a lovely sort of pasture grass and it's very easy to pull out. It's not tough at all. So, and it's actually a lovely fresh green. So I've, I haven't actually minded having that one so much. And I've just been picking it and feeding it to my rabbits. So, you know, whenever I pull a weed out, it goes to the rabbits. I haven't had a lot, but I have had some. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane on every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm, rain or shine. I'm Philippa Foe's Lamb. Today we're focusing on the advantages and disadvantages of heavenly manure and more spring tasks. At the Nelson Farmers Market, Mighty Mushrooms now has several varieties of fresh mushrooms, as well as several flavours of pickled mushrooms, which are well worth trying. The market is open on Wednesdays and Saturdays whilst at level two. So pop on down and see what else is fresh this week. The major advantage to adding plenty of manure and doing it quite regularly is your plants will be more healthy and the soil, especially clay, will totally love you for it. On more free draining soils, the manure will help to retain moisture and eventually will turn into beautiful humus. I keep trying to say hummus. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> The lovely thing about manures too with clay is they really do help to break up clay. If you do a combination of, of fish compost or any other compost that you love, sheet manure pellets and gypsum, you'll find, and you do it regularly, on, on mercury clay in particular and other types of clay, it's worth doing this kind of thing almost every three months, which might sound a lot, but it will make a huge difference, particularly if say you've just had a house built and you're just developing your garden. It's really important to spend the time to condition the soil with lovely manure and other things before you really worry about planting in earnest. So sometimes though you want to get your bigger specimens like your trees and your shrubs in, that's fine and then, then you can just put the compost etc on top. I want to just repeat something that I've said in several, well quite a lot of my shows in the past. I honestly feel that when you plant new trees and shrubs it's really important not to put anything in the bottom of the hole. It can be so tempting to think, oh, I must put something in to help this grow. But sometimes that can actually be worse because you sometimes find they die. Particularly if you put some granular fertilizer in the bottom of the hole, this will just burn the roots. I really do, I just suggest that you plant, and if you want to give it anything, once it's been in there for a couple of months, three months, to give it a side dressing of a dry fertilizer with and water it in well if that's what you want to use. But I, I just swear by compost and sheep manure pellets and then mulch. Really, really important. I prefer sheep manure pellets. I know I always rave about them and I'll tell you why. Because they're easy to toss around. It's really easy to be quite liberal as well. And if some do land on the foliage, you, you can just give the, the foliage a little shake and they'll hit the ground. If you're using things like sheep manure, not sheep manure, sorry, if you're using things, things like cow manure, horse manure or chicken manure, you really want to make sure that you just put it on the ground. Try to keep it off the foliage. 
Apart from anything else, if they're fairly big clods of horse manure, they're going to, they could actually easily damage the foliage too. So you're better off to just go into your garden and place the horse manure around. So I'm quite regularly seen with a wheelbarrow full of pellets just going around my garden and just, just tossing them, holeless bolus all over the place. I, in fact, that reminds me, I must do that in my main perennial bed. I got in there on Sunday and did a bit of weeding and, and also planted some foxgloves because I love them. So now I need to get out there. Actually, it would have been a good day to do it on Monday when it's raining. Hmm. I'll have to get out there before it rains. Maybe I'll do that this afternoon and they'll get, they'll get watered in nicely, which will be great. Getting on to spring tasks, or more spring tasks, the soil is starting to warm up now, so tomatoes can be planted outdoors in sheltered areas. You still do need to make sure they're in a fairly sheltered zone, if, um, especially if, you, if you're in a windy area, because the wind can shred young tender tomatoes. Courgettes and sweet corn and other lovely summer vegetables can also be planted now, plus all your leafy greens. Wait a little bit longer for things like chilli, capsicum and eggplants. They just need it to be a little bit warmer before you place them out in the garden. You can put them on ready to plant later. And the same applies to tomatoes. If you see a variety you love, as I've said in the past, just grab it and pot it up with some good potting mix in a pot and it'll be lovely, healthy and robust in a couple of weeks, two or three weeks by the time you want to put it in the garden. Roses are putting on fabulous growth now, so it's a great time to give them a side dressing of either sheet manure pellets and compost, and, or if you prefer nitrophosca, then definitely give them a little side dressing of that. Err on the side of caution, don't, don't dump handfuls of it, because it is very strong. You really just want to put like a small handful around each, each bush and then water it in thoroughly. If you've already got mulch, then just move the mulch aside, sprinkle a bit of nitrophosca, water it, and then put the mulch back. With things like sheep manure pellets, you can actually toss it onto the, and even compost to that extent, you can toss it onto the mulch, and it will just add mulch and, and will feed as when it rains or when you water. You can also put some sulphate of potash around your roses. Sulphate of potash encourages lovely flowers and also encourages fruit. Well, obviously you don't get fruit on your roses, but it will help with the intensity of colour of your roses and also how floriferous, I love this word, how floriferous they are, which means how many flowers they produce. It's also the perfect time to put sulphate of potash around your strawberries, raspberries, any and any other berry fruit. It's also, it's also a good idea to put it around your citrus too. My lemon trees have been amazing this year. I've got a huge crop. In fact, I must pick a, a, quite a lot of them, I think, and just put them in the fridge. I'd love to make some lemon curd, but I'm never quite sure how long it will keep for. And also, quite frankly, I don't, I don't really have the time to do that at the moment as much as I'd love to. So enjoy the spring blossom too. My blossom trees are just looking fabulous. My favourite one, Cerulata canzan, is just coming into flower. It has the most gorgeous double pom-pom flowers and sadly it's raining, so I don't think the blossoms are going to last. Well, they will last, but the ones that have come out so far are looking rather bedraggled, which is a little bit sad. Happy gardening, everybody, and I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers airs Tuesday morning 20 to 11 and replays Sunday afternoon 20 to 3. Previous editions of this show are available as a podcast from our website, freshfm.net, 
or through the Access Internet Radio app. Thanks to the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm for supporting a show about gardening. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.